Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a Flyers Daily for Monday, the 13th of June, as the Stanley Cup final is set. Mondays with Meltzer return as Bill Meltzer joins from PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, NHL.com, and HockeyBuzz.com. It is Bill Meltzer. Bill, how are you feeling? I am feeling well. I'm sorry you've been under the weather. <laughs> Hope you're doing better soon. Um, I'm hoping so, too. Um, it sucks like you get to this time of year and you want to get back outside and be active and the weather's nice and you catch the stomach bug from hell that's gone through my entire household. But uh, we're pushing through. We're going to try and skate our shift here. Uh, but let's start with the Stanley Cup final because, boy, I, it's so impressive what Tampa continues to do. And the fact that they go down two games to none in the series and then tell them 2 nothing in game three, I mean, they're all but dead. And they come yeah. all the way back and they don't lose another game in the series. And I look at leadership and, you know, you got to get it from several guys, whether it's Hedman or whether it's Kucherov at key moments. But holy God, has Steven Stamkos gone to another level? He has. You know, I, I was just commenting the other day, you know, when you, when you look at the makings of a, of a Hall of Fame career, there are those snapshots over the course of a career, those moments, those big games that stand out. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that, I mean, the, the way that Stamkos, he wasn't, he wasn't going to be denied. Some, some of those, you know, some of the goals that he scored, um, you know, the, the one that bounced in off of him, he just wasn't going to be denied going to the net yeah. there. Or, but I mean, just also perfectly placed shots. I mean, that, that's just, that's just a Hall of Fame hockey player, you know, a, a guy who's on a whole other level than everybody else. It's been, uh, it's been incredible to watch, for sure. He's, he's so prominent in that game six because he scores the goal to open the scoring. And obviously, goals were really tough to come by. And it was kind of an innocuous shot, but he just disguised it so well that beat Shesterkin. And then he goes into the penalty box, and they score on the power play. And he comes out a shift after being in the penalty box. This is a guy just being all over it and saying, okay, I made a mistake, I took a penalty, but I'm not going to let that determine the outcome. And I'm going to come back out, and I'm going to go harder than that. And he gets a great pass, no doubt about it. Yeah. But we're going into this final, Bill. Is there, is there any reason to, to think that this doesn't end up Tampa again? I mean, what a high-end, talented final we have got on our hands here with oh, McKinnon yeah. and McCaw. I mean, Rantz, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. I, Colorado is an outstanding hockey team, an outstanding hockey team. You know, whether it's the, the star talent, the top of the lineup, the depth that they throw at you, you know, you to me, though, you can't pick against Tampa. They've won 11 straight series. You know, I think you look at the goaltending matchup, you have to go Vasilevsky. I, I just think that it's, uh, you know, and, until somebody beats them, you know, I, I, I can't predict against them. So I would say, I would say Colorado, or rather I, I would say Tampa Bay in, in six. Maybe it goes. Maybe it goes the distance, but I, I I can't pick against Tampa. Yeah, I can't either. I can't do it because of what you said. Just when you thought they were dead and they've played more hockey than anyone else, did you see the stat that Pat Maroon? Now this goes back into it, even including the St. Louis Blues. But he's going into that game last night. Ninety-one playoff games in the last four years. Right. Like, are you kidding me? Ninety-one in four years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, just. Uh, you know, just the, the experience and, and the way, you know, when, when you get to the adversity, as you said, coming, coming back from 2 nothing down in the series, you know, it seemed, it seemed that Toronto had them on the ropes at one point, too. You know, when, when a team 
has the the confidence and and the the you know the proven tracker being able to do that 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 just that just elevates a team in, in big games that's why i said it's like you can't uh you know and until they're dethroned you, you can't pick against them and that that is absolutely no reflection whatsoever on colorado that's also a, a tremendous and deep and talented hockey team speaking of a talented deep team a team that rebuilt in short order and that's the rangers they get to a conference final they push they pushed Tampa as hard as they could, but yeah. all in all, and Shosturkin was so great, uh, but all in all, their season's over, handshakes, and you know they, they are short of the cup final. Uh, but how do we look at this New York Rangers and the season they had because they're back in the mix and it's legit? Yeah, for sure. They're they're absolutely a contender. Um, you know, the, um, the you say this about every contender. We went through this with the Flyers in the 90s into the 2000s. There are no guarantees. Right, you, you go go in one year, and a major injury happens, or you know, or, or whatever, you know, and and putting those final pieces that put you over the top can can be the hardest challenge of all. But they are, you know, they're for real. They they deserve to get where they got, get as close as they got, and and frankly, you know, if Tampa Bay hadn't been Tampa Bay, you know, the Rangers easily could have advanced to the final. So. You know, it's a very good team. Uh, they took the next step in their evolution. And, uh, you know, they're they're going to be a force to be reckoned with for a number of years here, probably. And now the hard part is everybody knows you're good sustaining it and being that yeah. team year in and year out for a sustained, uh, you know, an extended period of time. Uh, Bill, we were getting a lot of reports late last week and uh, over the weekend regarding the coaching search. Things are heating up. We're hearing names uh, from uh, different reporters, guys like uh, Elliot Friedman saying he doesn't think the Flyers even talked to Jim Montgomery, um, that they've talked to Barry Trotz several times. And I know you have a report out there, a couple of Zoom meetings and an in-person meeting with Barry Trotz as well. And I guess we're kind of down to the kind of down to the end here. Um, and it looks like, you know, the, the two most likely guys maybe are Trotz or Torts, maybe Torts much more likely than Trotz. But um, it's seemingly to me, they still seem in the mix for Barry Trotz at this point, and they must have had some really positive conversations. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I, I think if Barry Trotz were to say, I want to come to Philadelphia, then it's Barry Trotz's job. But I mean, it, it, you know, I, the fact that the Flyers are, the fact that the Flyers have not been told they're out of the running here, you know, I, it's, I mean, it's really the ball is still Barry Trotz's court. And uh, I, I think. John Tortorella's professional experience enough to understand that, you know? So, you know, but I mean, honestly, you're talking about an elite coach and you're talking about another coach who's been a very good coach of the NHL for a long time. It's not really, you know, it's not a situation of a good coach, bad coach, whatever you're, you know, you're, you're talking about two very good and accomplished coaches either which way. So, you know, it's just, uh, just a question of, what Barry Trotz decides and then where you end up going from there. And I, I mean, I think that that, uh, you know, I, I, I think we're all getting ready where we would just like to come to an end point here too. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, it sounds like it's going to come down to when Barry Trotz, you know, either let's fill it off. You know, I'm coming there or you're out of the running and I have two other teams I'm considering where I'm going to Winnipeg or whatever it might be. And then the flyers will, would follow suit with, with an announcement. But I, but, uh, you know, the, the, this process has been it – feel, it feels like it's been going on even longer than it has since the end of the season. 
probably like because, since December. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, really, since AV was let go. Yeah. Um, in a way, it's kind of, I don't know, kind of, kind of strange that if it comes down to, you know, after all that, you end up hiring who might have been the most obvious guy back in, back in December, right? But it's, uh, you know, but that's, I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, I, you know, I, I, what I put out in my blog today was, uh, you know, I, I don't think you can question John Tortorella's credentials if he is the guy. Is he is he the right guy for the Flyers? Well, time would tell that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and time would tell that not just over a first season, it would be over a number of seasons. Yeah, um, tenure. Yeah, well, it would be over, over the course of a tenure. So, you know, the, the, those questions would not be able to be answered right away. But at least, at least that piece would be in place. You have, you know, you have a sense of okay, what is the? We talked about hiring a coach as that first step toward what identity do you want as a team, and. Uh, you know, and, and if you want, uh, you know, if you hire John Tortorella or, or Trotz for that matter, you're talking about coaches that, uh, you know, not just preach accountability, but actually instill it. Yeah. So that's that's uh, really it's not my a catchphrase. No, ex- exactly. It, it's something they it's something they be- don't just believe in, but they put very much into practice. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I, I think I think that would be the you know take by which whichever guy would be. Um, yeah, it's religion for those guys, accountability, and it's not something that is fleeting and it's not something that is selective. So that's a big part of it. You know, part of this process, Bill, maybe why it's taking a little bit longer is, you know, other names jumping into the mix, whether that's Bruce Cassidy or we weren't expecting Barry Trotz to jump into the mix. And I know that uh, quite a few teams around the NHL, I've heard Elliot Friedman talk about this, uh, have been hiring third party companies to come in and help develop. Uh, a vetting process because you have to consider more now than you ever have before, because we've had some pretty high profile situations, whether it's Joel Quenville yeah. and what he knew regarding uh, the Brad uh, Miller situation or Aldridge situation. We have, um, you know, what's going on obviously in Chicago or what's going on in other markets and things that, you know, these companies help you kind of dig all of the skeletons out of the past to make sure that when you make, when you make a hire, you make it with full confidence that you've got the guy and you know everything about him, and you don't you're not going to have any surprises. And I think that's a really big thing. Some may look at that as negativity. I've heard Fridge talk about it. He brings up the company Sportsology, and that's not Russ Cohen's company um, right. that does exactly that. Is is they help teams lead searches for qualified candidates to avoid the pitfalls that could happen thereafter. Yeah, and, and I mean, truthfully, if I mean, it, and there there are two different there's conflicting reports out there as pertains to whether the the Flyers interviewed Jim Montgomery or not. Uh, uh, Frege reported that they did not. Uh, Frank Saravelli reported that they did. So I I don't know, but I but you know I I think I think Jim Montgomery not being on the short list, and it certainly seems you know that that case in either regard. I mean, I, I think that Monty's personal problems, which are still not all that far in the past, unfortunately, you know, ended up working against him in this case. It may work against him for for a little while. And it, yeah. it's all part of this. It's all part of this, uh, you know, vetting candidates and you you examine things from a risk management perspective and not just the hockey side. I mean, I think I think that's the the current wave um, and it's going to be the wave for. I think for the foreseeable future, I think it's going to become the norm instead of the exception. Honestly, yeah. 
you, you just don't want to put yourself in a situation. These are billion dollar organizations and you don't want to, you don't want any surprises. You don't want to come to find out, oh man, this is buried in this guy's past and we should have known it and we don't. And because then you put people to decisions about, do we make this public? How do we handle it? And if you don't have any of those decisions to make, they're a lot easier to deal with. So, um, uh, Bill, thanks for doing this as always. We're going to keep it a little brief tonight because as you mentioned, um, I am a little green around the gills. That's for sure, as you can see. And thank goodness nobody else can. Uh, but everybody, thanks for listening. We'll be back Wednesday, hopefully a recuperated edition of Flyers Daily. Have a great Monday. To decide that the things that I tried were in my life just to get high on When I sit alone, come get a little known But I need more than myself this time Step from the road to the sea to the sky And I do believe that we rely on When I lay it on, come get to play it on All my life to sacrifice